Is it possible to find joy and balance in this crazy world we live in? Can we manage our own energy to help manage how we feel about everything? Stay tuned as we learn from our guest, Shaman Ted Soren Hawk, how to manage our emotions, how to center ourselves, find joy and balance in this crazy world we live in. Please stay tuned. Welcome to the Your Life Now Show, where your life and your business matter. Your host is a certified executive coach and trainer with the passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you manage your life and your business at its best. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life and your business matter. I am your host and executive producer, Rhea Wilkie, a.k.a. Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. There is nothing in the universe. Make what happened in Orlando acceptable. We feel anger. We feel anxiety. Our anxiety at high peak. Fear. Wondering what's next. Here on the Your Life Now show... Our intention is always to help you make positive changes in your life, to help you manage your life and the world around you better. Our motto this year is to position yourself, your business, for success. But today is a special episode. Many lives have been lost. Unnecessary. No need. There's never a good reason for any loss of life. Many injured, many hurt, family member. So there's a lot of emotion. But what we like to do here on the Your Life Now show is stay with our intention to help you manage your life better. We decided to bring on my friend, an amazing human being, Shaman Ted Soren Ha, to the show to help teach us or to teach us how to manage our emotions, how to center ourselves, how to find healing, energy healing in your life, in our lives, and in the world around us. But before we do that, before we introduce you to our guest, I'd like to ask you to join me in paying respect to all the lives that were lost, to all those lives who've been affected by the recent tragedy. I invite you to take a moment of silence with me.
Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Rhea Wolke, a.k.a. Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. It's really um, amazing, how, you know, just listening to even what I've been saying about what happened, you know, how the emotion brought up to me. And uh, it's been a while since we characterized our episodes um, under spirituality. And I think now more than ever, we need to come together. We need to come together as one spirit, as one love, one tribe. And here to help me do that, our guest, Shaman Ted Sorenhoff. He's an energy healer, wellness industry, consultant, holistic healer, motivational speaker, intuitive counselor, and animal holistic energy. Ted studied BS in, in, in environmental science, and now he is living his passion helping others find in theirs as well. His motto is, one spirit, one love, peace, and harmony. Please help me welcome to the show, or back to the show, my dear friend, Shaman Ted. Hello, Ted. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, that was really beautiful, what you did with the chimes. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, it was really heartfelt, and I enjoyed it very much. But um, it's a pleasure to be here, uh, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, um, you and I we were talking off the air, and uh, I wanted to do something, you know, something. I, 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 mean, I don't know. Whatever we do, it's, it's never enough. I, I think at this point, like, there's so much, you know, going on. Um, in the world, but part of what I do um, as a as a contributor into this society by sharing helpful information, helpful tips, I felt like I owe it to our listeners to really kind of find a way to have them make some sense of what's going on. And I I couldn't ask for a better guest to help me do that. So I'm getting emotional no, as I'm talking about so much. it. But honestly, I I, I adore, you know, um, adore you as a friend, of course. Uh, We know each other for a long time. And, you know, as you know, we are celebrating five years on the air. But this is not about, you know, I mean, there is more things that are important right now. And everything else is coming second right now. But you were one of my guests, um, one of my first guests on the air or a couple, you know, I think you were maybe the fourth or fifth, I can't remember, (laughs) guest on the air our first year. And then you came back. And now you are back again, and uh, you have been growing yourself as as a human being as well, and, and you've been doing great things. You have been contributing into society, into the world. You travel all over the world, and you do a lot of healing. And uh, so, Ted, before we dig in into how we find some kind of balance, how we make sense of things, and how we can center ourselves and try, hopefully, to find some joy and love, even in the mix of this chaos, can you please, you know, just give us a little bit, you know, in short kind of um, description. What is a shaman and why Soaring Hawk was that adding on to that? So let's, let's get um, some definition out of the way first so people understand what is it, you know, um, they listening to who is a shaman. Like what's a shaman mean? So would you please? 
Okay, uh, there's uh, I know through the United States uh, there's bases. Shamanism is uh, more uh, North American based, but there's actually uh, shamans throughout the world, Mongolia, all through Africa, all through Europe. Uh, there are shamans everywhere, and people like to uh, like specific, uh, specify uh, what. Uh, should should a shaman do, uh, which some people say I should paint my face, uh, uh, hang on drums. So this uh, is like a, the artificial form. (laughs) Right. Uh, Or the biggest question sometimes is when I say shaman, unfortunately in this part of the world is, so I'm always asked about ayahuasca. and I don't need to deviate too much on uh, from what our goal is, but uh, in my base of information is basically a mediator to help if you're too aloof, which a lot of our metaphysical people are. That means you're not grounded enough. Then to tell you, you know, it's like uh, to ground yourself means work out, eat better, take care of yourself. Because you are human form, and as long as you're human form, me being the case as well, that there's something that you need to do. And yes, I've grown, but I have so much more to grow. Because if I have the right formula, that I know that there's endless ways to possibly grow. So that keeps me humble. At the same time, I embrace, I may, for whatever reason, have a little bit more innate knowledge on how to help people balance their spirituality and uh, their earthly role. So we play like that mediator between the, the infinity symbol of being being here in flesh and blood and knowing that we're spirits and acting upon the goodness part of that and integrating it with self-care. That's why I still act. I don't expect, you know, anyone but myself to get up and work out, eat right and everything. But I also take the time out for myself to say, what well, can I do better and foremost for myself, which everyone should do, than take care of myself in some kind of physical form. Because if I'm doing good for others and for my own life, I want to be around. I don't want to... Uh, pose a burden to anyone about being sick or stuff. Well, you said so, example. You 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 said you are the, the the model. You are the model for people, you know, to follow in the sense of you know what I mean. Because I but, mean, you yeah. you stand uh, on shoes and you show him you show him people. So the soaring hawk. So what's is that a uh, what's exactly the, soaring hawk? A lot of uh, especially since I do have a Native American. Me, but I don't want to segregate to, like I say, a certain tribe or because I believe we're all one people. It's just right. demographically. I was born in a certain place with certain parents in a certain region, being by what destiny wanted me to be. But uh, Soaring Hawk is usually a name that's, uh, given to you by either tribal elders or directly through spirit as it was given to me. And I I have to do my own personal research as to why, with infinite knowledge, that uh, totem and the action of that totem uh, being the hawk. And what's the hawk doing? Soaring, okay. It's like, uh, and then 
That's a lifelong study. As my life progresses, I learn. So I'm always working on myself as I help others. So others can grow, and as I grow, I help to pull others. I consider uh, humanity not so much a link, but a uh, like a chain, but a mesh. And at different points, if I can help people at different points of the mesh, uh, find themselves a little bit above, then the whole mesh rises and all humanity rises. So that's basically, you know, I've accepted without trying to over-sacrifice my own life in doing so. I was working on myself regardless of what someone might see or label me as to being able to do. I find more that I can do for myself as I grow in knowledge and that it's a good life to live. But Doing what I can for others is what I have a passion for. And so basically shamans are like mediators between earth and heaven. And it, people come to us, whether it's been 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, or in modern age, to help them find that balance because they themselves feel out of balance. That's, uh, I'm, I'm, I was just writing some of the things that you have saying. So first of all, you said, you know, earthly role, you know, and I really do believe, you know, we all have a role in our life beside the, the, uh, the society that, you know, what it imposes on us or develops for us, which is, you know, being a role as, as a first of all, as either a son, a daughter, or a mother, a father, or, or a teacher, or whatever. Um, our earthly role is a lot bigger than that. And, and uh, um, I don't know, we'll see if we can have time to actually go into that because I think a lot of us, you know, I, I feel, including me, I'm constantly working on that, to feel that we really need to come to um, a place where we feel responsible. We, we have responsibility to ourselves first and to those around us. And everything, I think, you know, we talked about that, you and I, off the air, um, we, we, no matter what we do, everything that is created in this world, you know that more than anybody else, and I'm sure you can explain it even better than I do, it's created by us. It's a product of us. We have done it. Everything that we see in our life is a product of our doing. So, you know, our responsibility to, if we wanted to see the change, and we've heard many spiritual leaders and other leaders and say, you know, yeah. be the change that you see in the world, right? So Correct. Gandhi said it. And it's really simple. I mean, unless, you know, like, that's where I really have a hard time with this, and this is why very emotional for me, because, you know, we always kind of face with, with the fact that we always feel like, oh, well, you know what, somebody else is going to fix this for me, you know? Even though I had something to do with it, maybe I don't know that directly. I've done it indirectly because I was conditioned, and we don't want to get it. This is a different, you know, um, show for a different way how we have been programmed for many years, right? To think in a certain way, to live in a certain way, and the society exactly. kind of shape us and mold us, right? But we need to remember, and that's what we really need to figure out, like how to keep going back to that, that spirit that we are, that, that real true spirit first that we are. Not the external world, the external everything, because when we are on the inside love, when we are on the inside, you know, strong enough to realize we do have responsibility, we have earthly role, like you said, we have responsibility, and you know what, you, maybe you don't have to sacrifice anything 
to do to get these things done. But maybe, you know, you need to, to question yourself, like, are you doing this for whatever? You know, we all have to have a yeah, reason, right? We always say, like, well, I'm only going to do this because of this. Because I guess what I'm trying to get to here, this is, like, getting too, too vague. I'm going to go straight forward here. <laughs> yeah. People need to stop and start taking responsibility for this. And it starts with each one of us. My dear friend, Shaman Ted, is here to kind of help us with some, hopefully, um, a few tips on how to manage our energy, how to radiate positive energy around us. Ted has been living his passion for a long time. He is, he's a true inspiration to me. Um, he's constantly positive. Doesn't mean his life is perfect. His life is not perfect, because I know that. My life is not perfect. Your life, the listener, you're listening, you're probably going to say, my life is not perfect. Who are you to tell me this? We all know that. But we have a role, and we need to take care of ourselves, and we need to take care of what comes next. And it's in our doing. So please help me here understand, like, why are we so blindly not seeing that? <laughs> well, our, 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 our role in society has been going faster and faster and faster, whether it be through technology and information overload. When before we had all this mass media and information overload, basically you didn't know what was going on. Uh, a couple of centuries ago, that what was outside your sphere tried. And the friendly press came in, or, you know, as opposed to a guy that came from the village. And even before then, before horses, you really don't know what was on the other side of the mountain range. Yeah. So you could go deeper because there was no interference. Now imagine it's like we can actually communicate uh, instantaneously with people around the world. And then it became a profit-based industry. That's why they have Nielsen rating. And whatever people migrate to, then uh, that's what they're going to put on because they'll have higher Nielsen ratings and they get more money uh, per commercials and it's on the base. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you see a pro, uh, uh, you can filter all that out if you just get Drop the phone, get away from it uh, for like 10 minutes or just in the morning. Because I guarantee you, 10 minutes of passion uh, is so powerful, but you got to be in that moment that it can kickstart the rest of your day with perpetual motion. Put that phone aside, go away from radio, go, go outside. Even if you don't have an outside to go to, look out a window. There's clouds, there's trees. Staying apart. Find some fear and clothes. You know, buy yourself. Like, find something to stare at you. And find a moment of silence for yourself. Silent is golden. It gives us a clear channel. Uh, a lot of people, like I said, don't have the means to do that in their environment. But you can find something that happening in your life that is positive, then reminisce about that. You know, you, if you live in the tundra or the desert and there's nothing around you, there's a feeling something inside of you. It's like, when did I feel best for it? And savor it, relive it. And then 
contemplate, and then your mind will remember what it feels like to be good and full of love and peace, and then your your environment will start to reprogram itself to bring it to you. But if we're always going, 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 we never take the time to pause. Of all the creatures, you know, that exist on this planet, we're the ones that harbor past memories and accumulate them. Now, we should accumulate good or bad, but, and, you know, I believe all things, regardless of what they appear to be, is like they cannot happen with the all-powerful creator. And, you know, we have to believe in all loving and all knowing. And for whatever reason, we're not that privileged, regardless who we are, to see the force amongst the trees. But what we can do is instead of looking at what caused the the terrible event, what can we do for first and foremost to ourselves to create a beautiful event and then go to places that are beautiful and create beauty. And then mm-hmm. you'll find that most writers uh, who ever wrote about a utopian society their societies was filled with art, music, dancing, painting. Creation, innovation. Oh. Creation of beauty. So you want to do, first and foremost, do that 10 minutes for yourself about the feelings. Bring back the feelings. Bring back your habits. Bring back uh, the people and relive all the beautiful things of your, about your life and savor why you love them. Then go contribute, uh, feed your love by saying, you know, go to an art center. I bet yourself if you go to an art museum and you love art, you'll find people who love art and you won't care where they're from, what they do. You have people who love art. You're already doing the anti you know, let's segregate this individual. Let's segregate. You're finding something of love. Not the double negative to be. It's like, like you quoted the other day to me, Mother Teresa. Don't. Uh, the yeah, you know, I mean, double neg- when, when it's yeah. right? She wants to go to peace rally. She doesn't want to mm-hmm. go to anti-war rally. Why? Because mm-hmm. one's anti-war. Negative, negative. anti mm-hmm. Negative. Right. And right. war, negative. Uh, and then get together for peace. Get together. doesn't say these people get together or that together. Get together for peace. Two positive things. Thus the term came warmonger or peace lover. Positive, positive, negative, negative. Which are you? I'm a peace lover. And it's positive, positive. It's like, I'm a love child. You know, it, positive, it, when you positive. simplify it, you know, to, uh, uh, Ted, when you simplify it, of course, it sounds amazingly great and beautiful and easy, right? But what I think most of the time, it's, it's, but, you know, I try to take that out of vocabulary. Remember, I'm an NLP practitioner, mm. so there is no but in the dictionary of NLP. But <laughs> anyhow, 
I read something today um, just to get you to, to, you know, like how people feel because this is this is uh, this is reality, obviously, or a reality that we have created. Okay, because everything is perception as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, but this, this post by this beautiful Kelly on Facebook, and I quote what she's gonna, what I'm gonna read now. Um, she posted on Facebook, and I like literally just because you know we're doing this show and we're talking about hate and judgment and all this stuff. This is what she says, and I quote. She said, if you are gay, it's a sin. If you are bisexual, you are confused. If you are skinny, you are on drugs. If you are fat, you look nasty. If you dressed up, you are consistent. Or consistent, I think. Okay. If you mm. speak your mind, you are a bitch. Excuse my language. If you don't say anything, you are a punk. If you cry, you are a drama queen. If you have a male friend, you are a hoe. If you have a female friend, you are a player. You cannot do anything without being criticized. We live in a society where people cannot survive. If there is not a judging, if there is not a judging the next person. She said, love me or hate me, but you will never change me. Believe that. You are proud of who, be proud of who you are. Copy and paste if this is, you know. So I'm copying and sharing it on the air, uh, Kelly. Um, and in quotes. But, but see, like, you know, I mean, this is happening. This is happening whether we, 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 we see it or we don't, okay? But it's also, to, to turn it around, you have to realize that we are what, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so if this is something you, you are feeling and, and you are in that place where you're being judged or you're being like, you know, no matter what you do, you being a judge, and this is why I wanted to turn it over to you to see what you suggest in that case. But from my perspective as a coach and as an LP, you know, practitioner, you need to, to, to realize that you still have power, your personal power, your personal leadership. You have to build those first because when you are strong on the inside, when you have that mental strength in you, when you realize you are not defined by anyone or anything. You are who you are. I always say I am where I am. Who is it? Latsu said that? I am who I am, I think. So anyway, so I am who I am. You are who you are. And we need to learn to, to, to accept that and appreciate that. But if people still going to say, I don't like you, Shaman Ten, or I don't like you, Rhea, a.k.a. Coach Rhea, because you do not match what I like, Right. If you are not strong enough, and that's what I would love for you to share how we can, you know, have people who think like that, that they feel like they do. No matter what they do, they're going to be judged. And they're constantly looking for approval. What do you say to these people? Well, uh, I believe that, um, I share with that last one, but I also remember, I believe I read about Lao Tzu, and he said, the perfect person's mind is like a mirror. It reflects that's not a so but nothing pops in to your reality whether it be information based through the internet or cell phone or visual or perceived through your five senses or your sixth sense or your gut feeling unless it is somewhere reflected upon your own inner thoughts and process because your brain wouldn't be able to receive that. So the first thing you got to do is, even though regardless what the illness is or the issue is, when someone comes in front of me for a healing or advice and they give me that information, I know 
to exchange, because there's always an exchange, that there's some part aspect of that that is being presented to me that I must eliminate if I don't feel good with it so I can grow as a person. I put that in a file, and then I help the person. Then I go back and say, why does this person come to me? And then that's how I grow, because I work on it. Uh, So if we're being fed inside by whether the media were exposed, because people, I I guarantee you, around the world, a lot who don't have access, that don't know that this happened. So it's not based for them. If it's approached us, we need to uh, feel why this is approached us and what we have to work within ourselves to eliminate that. So if we want to change in society, like first and foremost, we change within ourselves and then accept the information, process it, but carry on with the love. That's all I can say, carry on with the love. Not only carrying on, make it stronger within yourself. Say, okay, you give me 10% this, but I'm going to respond with 100% of the reverse. And like a a doctor uh, wrote, she was one of the chief of the ER that received a lot of the the casualties on that that night shooting of Orlando. And she wrote a beautiful article. She said... One ugly head of a consciousness didn't act a heinous act, but through that heinous act and that tragic loss, hundreds of people, and they were, you know, I've worked in the hospital and medical field for many years. Uh, Rose, she saw people working overtime, giving up their time, you know, it's like dragging in blood and all other things. And she saw the best of humanity rise when yeah. she saw the worst of mankind rear its head. And I separate the two because there's no bad humanity. It's impossible. That's why humane actions uh and we're because, I mean, even in the words, it is love, right? Even the humane, being humane, being kind, being, you know. I mean, if you look at the... A the, human the, being is our true, right? its deepest nature because we are spirits. Humanity, hum, uh, it's like, is the best of us. Even. Yeah. But the, pre- pro- the brief program that... Uh, don't like the mankind's kind of a, a gender thing to me, but let's just use it for like our pre-programmed selves that we've you know come to segregate ourselves out of uh, our two's our two's best natures. Uh, it's like we all still have that in us, and it shouldn't take tragic events like this to bring that out. So if we just lift that and uh, what's done has been done and it's horrible uh, but let's not remember him by feeding more into that system let's remember him by augmenting things that will eliminate that that action from ever happening again you know it's like so you know if anyone 
around you shows that kind of just walk away and just like if and you'll find that love is really what we want to attune ourselves to and uh, so let's increase our love for ourselves for most and the love of what's beautiful in this world act upon it and you'll start to find the more lights we grow within ourselves as individuals as opposed to waiting for other individuals to grow because we have no effect on them, then there'll be less darkness, but you've got to raise your lantern, the light within your own lantern first, and then help others ignite their own light. Well, it's just enough when you light your own um, lantern, you're going to light the path, and someone crosses your path, you are giving them light too. So just think about that. So think about, like, besides just your own space, because a lot of time, all we think about is that narrow tunnel, whatever, that we all constantly thinking and living in, right? We don't see anything else. It's like only wall. It, it, it really amazing how much more you can see when you start really seeing what I meant by that, you don't. You could be in visual, you know, visual, uh, uh, um, visually impaired for all that, but you still see. You see a lot of beauty around you. You feel it. You can feel it. You have other senses, whatever. But the but the thing is, most of us can really just open our eyes and look around us. I really, honestly, I find nature just by watching nature. I'm I'm mesmerized. I feel love. Because when you see how nature just kind of harmoniously, just like everything just exists, right? They're not fighting. Mm. This plant is not fighting with this tree for the space that they have. This whatever is not fighting with this because you know what? It's all there. It's all there. Let's take a short break and we come back. I really like to know and learn from you, my friend, if um, is it possible to really feel good, and raise our energy level in a world when the world around us is crying for love. So stay tuned on that, and we'll be right back for more. Thank you so much for being here. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now show. I am your host, Rhea Wilkie, a.k.a. Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this is a very emotional show for me. Um, I'm sure, you know, anybody who, I mean, any of us, you know, let's, let's face it, we are human. That's, that's the beauty of being a human. We, we come with emotion, right? I actually was speaking with, um, he's going to be my guest next week, the Barefoot Doctor. And one of the things that we talked about, love and fear, and he said, um, and I was telling him, you know, the emotional scale, you know, it's love and fear and stuff like that. And and he said, well, fear, fear is love. Fear, you know, he said, if you treat it as love, you'll notice it doesn't feel bad. So, like, you know, he said, like, he was, I mean, it was just, you know, he's like, fear is the absence of love sometimes, but fear is not always bad. It really, you just have to recognize what it is. 
And I know, you know, I have been, honestly, for a few days now, my energy level it feels out of whack. What I meant by that, not like energy, like can I run a marathon? I'm talking about like my, my inner energy, like my, what I, you know, radiate out or what I feel inside. I feel sad. I, I really am sad. And I, I was just reading something here, and I just wanted to make sure, you know, people realize that this show is really intended to be for information, purpose, and thought-provoking. And everything that we share here on this show is strictly for education and purpose, and you are welcome to apply anything that you like in your life and test it out, but you are taking full responsibility for that. So I really appreciate that I, I put it out there. But I'd like to say what John Lennon has said about this because we, we're really not trying to get you to change how you feel, okay? So he said, and I quote John Lennon, you know who he is, my role in society or any, or any artist or any poet's role is to try and express what, they feel, what we all feel, not to tell people how to feel, not as a preacher, not as a leader, but as a reflection of us all. So what I mean by that. You know, we're not here to tell you, I'm not here, or my show, or even Ted. I know Shaman Ted is not here to tell you how you're supposed to feel. You ha- we own what we feel. These are our own emotions. So it's okay to feel a certain way. It's okay to whatever it is that you're going inside. But what we like to do here on the show, and this is why I'm going to turn it over to Ted here in a minute, is to see how we can raise our energy level. And when I again, I'm talking about my energy level, I'm talking about my inner energy. Everything has energy. Everything has energy, whether it's you think it is, whether it's constant item like a book, a pen. Uh, um, uh, now I'm on, on a radio. I have my mic. I'm looking at my screen in my studio. I'm speaking with te- These all have its energy. Anything can affect how you feel because of the energy around you. But the one thing that I know that I've learned, if I can manage my energy, I feel I can manage the world around me. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Ted, and tell me how, if possible, we can raise our energy level. What you got to do is uh, uh, more like focus on what is good inside of you. It doesn't take that long. To have that media effect. Because if you think, okay, let's take the the human body's magnificent example of how powerful emotions are. Your skin is the largest organ in your body. So when you're fearful, you start to sweat. Uh, when something gives you the chills, goosebumps happen all over your body. There's a million different reactions that your organs start to react with emotions. You know, we all know what, like, falling in love is. Or hopefully, you know, one day you will. Uh, all those awesome feelings that go inside of you when you come that, or when you're in dreadful feel. Fear, um, or rage, hate, all the horrible things that happen with that. So that's why it's, I cannot, you know, tell you inside because I didn't have a direct loss uh, in a humanistic, uh, in a mankind sense. 
I didn't lose anyone that I knew and per, per se or family members. You take it at your own time, that loss. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then that will go on and on and on. And please just take it at your own pace to recover. But take the steps to recover. Uh, because your life is going on. And make your insides a brighter light. So all the darkness around you, it's like whether it be just a little bit day by day, and in your own, even if you're not directly connected with anyone in Orlando, take this information if you've been exposed to it to uh, find love within yourself and make that your own personal life better by, you know, do something positive for yourself and go get yourself involved with society because that is the basis of what our, our issue is, our our own interpersonal growth in our society of how it's set is not conducive. There's a million things out there that's happening that are beautiful that we don't know about, but the media is not really trending towards that, just every now and then. So, you know, if you have to, leave the media and get involved directly with yourself, first and foremost, and then with your community and build beauty as like like I said earlier if you create your own interpersonal self and then the bubble around you then others will be affected in whatever means way they choose to do so but that's not going to affect what you do for yourself don't worry about that because too many people worry about what the other people are doing I posted you know they might get there faster in their own way, but don't worry about that. You know, just feel inside. You know, you could be show love for yourself, grow in some aspect, either work out or eat right or read po- positive books. Show yourself love, and then that will bring someone else who might be in it. And you start building a group and groups build communities, and communities build societies, and societies build nations, and then nations build the world. That's how it's going to start. It sounds like exactly. Yeah. That's how it starts. And then Mm. before you know it, it's like uh, if our inner, inner true self, what? to be a part of that, then they'll start, you know, rating themselves, say, oh, I like this so much better than this. And all those little dark corners or dark people in the world, they're just going to, like, all of a sudden see a different society. And says, I don't want to be part of this darkness. This is shrinking in on me. I want to go where there's light because it sure feels a lot better to be in the light than it does in darkness, especially when we're becoming a minority. Forget that. And then I'll say before you know it, it's like there are no dark corners. Right. You know, I mean, what you're saying, um, it, it makes a lot of sense um, to to really kind of, you know, just summarize what I took out of this. Basically, you got to center yourself. You got to 
do simple things because see I'm the practical you you know you the spiritual leader in that sense you're the one who takes me into like you know a lot more deeper and I'm the one who you know I talk about personal leadership I build you know <laughs> work with business I, you know so I'm I'm always thinking like actually what can I do what can I do what can I do right so like what's the next thing I can do to actually you know um get to that place so what you said and I quote what you know not in that order but based on what you, what I got from you you got to pretty much get rid of the media, you know, exposure too much. Like, I, I think it's really poisoning what we're listening to out there. It does really affect our energy level. When you hear, I mean, I, I think it's a, it just put it to the test. Again, I'm an LP practitioner. I've studied, you know, I'm certified self-talk trainer by Dr. Shad Homestead. I know how everything we say, how everything we, you know, it reflects how we feel, right? So how about we hear, right? So there's the subliminal messages that constantly run in. Right? So we always constantly listening, listening, listening. Okay, so this is horrible. The world is going to end. I mean, I, like, after what happened in Orlando, the tragedy that happened in Orlando, people respond to it. It's just really scary to me because they're not really thinking it through. You know, they respond like, well, it's God's doing. I don't feel like God really want to punish us, right? So I, I don't necessarily have to disagree or agree with that. So I try to stay neutral. But what I meant is, I mean, like, why are we listening to everything? Why are we having everything shaped by what's going on in the media? So what, you know, Shaman Ted had mentioned is to try to eliminate, you know, or kind of um, decrease your, the time that you spend watching TV or watching the news or listening to negative messages. And instead, trying to find ways to help you ease into what's going on in the world. So I, like, for instance, I, I share my rituals. I've shared with this before. This is something I do every single morning before I get out of bed. And it only takes five minutes. You can do it longer if you want. And the longer you do it, the probably the better also to get you ready for the day. But this is how I condition myself to have a clearer mind and clearer things. And it's like I must do it. I don't try to tell anybody that I'm awake or anything like that. So I try to keep myself into that frame of mind. So this is what I do. Five minutes, five to ten minutes every single morning. I actually do it at night as well. But before you get out of bed, try to bring yourself down to that zero point or the one point by counting down. This is Jose Silva method. It's been around for a long time. It's been taught to me, and I teach it, and I share it. So basically, if you can do the countdown, this has been studied that you can bring yourself to a deeper level of the mind where you can actually relax. Um, and then after you get to that point, so you count, for instance, from 25 to 1, and then you get to number 1, and you say, when I get to number 1, I am at a deeper, healthier level of mind. At that time, what I do, I try to, in my mind, I have few affirmations, positive affirmations that I repeat them to myself. You can create your own. You can listen to tons of great affirmations out there. Louise Hay has a beautiful book about affirmation. Find your own and make it yours, right? So just like mentally repeat these to just kind of slow your mind, slow your mind, slow your mind, but you just kind of feed it into some positive things. And then five minutes later, you count yourself from one to five to get yourself up. And when you wake up, and that's what I gain, I'm sharing what I do. When you wake up, you tell yourself, now I'm awake, right awake, feeling fine, in perfect health, feeling better than before, and ready for an amazing day ahead. I already told that I'm going to have a perfect day. Now, is things going to go exactly perfect? Maybe not. 
But at least I condition my mind to want to believe that, right? And then I go through my gratitude. What am I grateful for? I'm grateful that I'm alive. That's the first thing. The first thing comes to my mind, I'm grateful for my life. The second thing comes to my mind is everything else. Everything else around me, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I'm given another day so I can learn a new way, right? So I can share because I am too. I'm a student and a teacher by nature. That's who I am. But these simple things, I know Shaman Ted, he practiced Tai Chi, Shi Kong. He teaches it. He travels around the world, and he does a lot of energy healing. He works with animals. And I'd love to know, like, how, how do you find yourself, like, the connection? I mean, what do you think, first of all, my ritual? <laughs> do you think this is something good? <laughs> well, one of the things that uh, I noticed, uh, even in the metaphysical field uh, that I'm heavily involved in, is there's been this false deception of that you have to reconnect yourself, and I, and or it's like if you don't reconnect yourself by doing something, or if you don't do something, you'll disconnect yourself. That's an impossibility. Because you're always going to be connected because you're always being connected and there's nothing that you could do to reconnect something that's already connected and there's nothing that if you don't do that will disconnect you because there's impossibility on the base of your entire existence. Mm-hmm. So know that and then work with that. And it's just like, okay, you're connected. Nothing you can do to disconnect yourself. And nothing you can do to reconnect yourself. You're connected. So you got that. I'll say, okay, what kind? Uh, but now you have this emotional thing. Okay, once you got that down, it's like, well, what can I do? This is like, it's like, well, you've experienced it before, uh, unless you really, 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 really have it. Uh, a bad where you don't have one bad memory, then, but you have an idea. If you don't can't generate any good memories or good locations or anything, there is something inside of you that knows, you know what? It's like something that you've seen or got been exposed to that kind of made you feel good. Then grab it. You know, it's like hold on to it, cling on to it, lock your jaws onto it. And then, because you've got to have that foundation, uh, and then work deep with it. Uh, uh, yeah, you mentioned that I've been, you know, studying and practicing uh, Tai Chi Chuan and Qigong for 18 years now. And out of those 18 years in Tai Chi Chuan, uh, we learn one form. And will continue even if I'm practicing for 70 years that one form. Because once your biomechanics are away, then your mind starts to be able to work on what's going inside your body. And then once your mind starts clarifying and seeing things, then that heart kind of goes pop. And all of a sudden, all the emotional stuff, and you get deeper and deeper and deeper and clarifying. But we don't change forms because 
We don't want to go back to the muscle memory. There's a million different ways to do Qigong, but pick one. Can you please uh, just explain what Qigong is for people who don't know what Qigong and Tai Chi is? Okay, Qigong, in in a nutshell, is a a way to cultivate your life energy. Uh, And there's Wagu Qigong, Parangan. I mean, like I said, there's different, a lot of different ways. But what you should do is practice one way. If you love walking through parks, then that could be your qigong. Because you lose, you love walking through parks, then you're walking. Uh, pick a certain way to walk so, you know, it's like and breathe. And then once you get the biomechanics, and then most people know how to walk and breathe, uh, then... Just be observant to everything and open to everything around you. And your life energy will start to flow better. And wisdom will come with you. Happiness will come with you. Just like just a walk by a field of flowers and say, oh, that was beautiful. I said, okay, what kind of flowers were out there? Well, I don't know. I was just like, and then you say, uh... Then next time you walk through the garden, say, oh, there's daffodils, there's lavender, there's roses, stuff. And it's just like, say, oh, great. It's like, well, then I would say as a teacher, well, how do each one of those flowers bloom to get pollinated by the bees? And it's like, I'm not sure. And it's just like, oh, well, the flower, does. this flower has the buds here. And this flower has the answer here where the bees can climb. This one actually needs a hummingbird to cross-pollinate. And you see, you can get deeper and deeper and deeper into this. And it becomes, then before you know it, you love flowers. And you go everywhere in the world and then flowers become your passion. And then you have this beautiful art. You always look for a different flower, whether they're the size of a, of a, of a bee or the size of the dinner plate. You're looking for the flowers. What a wonderful trip. Just I know. That. I mean, just to do exercises like that, and it's just you get your mind to think on the different things and focus on the different things that are positive yeah, and bring awareness. Sculptures, mm-hmm. uh, the way right. people sculpt wood, uh, music, art, art you know, blues. It's like right. there's so much beauty in the world, you know. Right. Focus on that. The the emotions that you'll put out doing this are so powerful that your brain will start reprogram every part of your life to do so. And your passion will reflect on your actions and your actions, interactions with human beings. And you might inspire someone to look deeper into their own art. And then they will... Uh, do for others. So that, you know, it's like simplistically we have access. Now, there are reasons we're exposed to negative media. Fine. But use it as a ignition. Use the information, whether it be Orlando or 9 11 or in our own basic society here in the United States of America because we know it's happening all over the world. But no, it's like 
say, I want to say, I know there's love out there. I know there's love out there. I know I love myself. And then I'll send all this good information and hope. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like, person is cured of cancer, you know. Oh, it's like these babies were saved from a burning fire by the individuals. Oh, you start to see this and say, you know, it ain't so bad out there. It's just like we get exposed to this horrible thing, but we're going to make it ten times better than it was. You know, um, Sean said, I want to share with you something that I posted recently to that effect because, like I said, you know, there's so much negativity around us sometimes, like, you know, it's affecting how we, we take care of things. And you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm all about, like, achieving goals and teaching people how to go after what they want and live in their passion. And position, obviously, our, mo- our motto this year has been to position yourself and your business for success. But this is what I had said about, you know, um, how, it, and, and I'll, you'll hear what I say here. So um, I said today is a great day to acknowledge your personal power. Negative people and negative situations have no power o- over you at any level of the mind. Here's what um, Kip Davis has to say about this. He's a politician, right? But look what he, what he said here. He said, many of my friends that have run for a public office or state office have often told me, that the one thing that contributed to them working harder and reaching their goals was when someone said, you would never be able to do this. You are not good enough. It was fire they needed to fight harder and do a better job. It brought them from being an underdog to reaching the top. I want you to try something. The next time, and this is me, the next time a negative comment or harmful conversation is directed at you, notice the powerful energy that is building within you. Instead of blowing up or acting out by reacting, you know, to say, hiding away or doing something that could result in harm, immediately focus on it, on something that will help you either, like what you said, right, find a different, find a beauty. Love is all around us. Beauty is all around us, right? So immediately focus on something that will help you either with yourself or other people. The end result is, is going to be in your favor, and the pride of accomplishment will soon take the place of the negative. Positive or negative, it's your energy. Use it how you choose to. It's your power. So, you know, obviously, we, we you know, we, we given the message in a, in a different form, you are, you know, you, you're doing it. You do a lot of healings, which is really, to me, I mean, I extended the time here a little bit so I can, you know, learn more about your connection with also animal, when you do energy healing. But you know what? Our energy, energy goes where attention goes, right? So, like, you know, the more we focus on something positive, the more positive things are going to show up. The more the negativity, we surround ourselves with negativity, we know that. It's 101, right? So it's not a, you know... It's just really getting out of that, you know, the, the whatever I call it, the, the funnel or the circle that we keep just going, going around, and we never get out of it until we finally realize it's like, you know what, there is more. Like you said, there is love everywhere. There is beauty everywhere. All you have to do is just step out of whatever you think it is. So what was it like yeah, yeah. for you? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. You had to understand um, that uh, the universe or creation or creator uh, understands what we need more than we'll ever understand for ourselves. And so 
whether it be, I remember when, prior before I got, uh, first time I walked into a gym, and uh, no one ever called me, like, skinny to get me into the gym, uh, but someone just said, okay, it's like, I was like 23, you know, and Deborah was really into working on everything, I was like, super skinny at that time, and uh, then uh, someone took me to the gym, I didn't know how to eat prior, and I ended up throwing up in the gym, uh, because of the workout. And then, but I stuck with it, you know, because I knew it's like, okay, you know, like I, I wanted to change my body. And I was wearing, you know, scrubs because I was working in the ICE unit. And then a nurse said to me, so dramatically, it's like, have you been working out? And it was on. <laughs> that was the first compliment <laughs> I've ever gotten my physique. And it was like, I became a monster in the gym. Uh, but then the universe knew that it was a positive stimuli that would keep me to keep going and take care of myself from then on. As opposed to someone, the universe knows, it's like, it's like, oh, you can't work out. You're so skinny. That might be what the universe knows that you need. I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to show you. And they'll run to the gym, and it's like, well, look at me. We ended up in the same place. But the universe knew whether it was a negative stimuli or a positive stimuli to get us there. The most important thing was that we make the effort to improve ourselves. You've got to take what negative stimuli to push you into doing something positive or the positive stimuli to make you run to, uh, what is to feed that positive stimuli? Either way, go for the positive. Don't fight against the negative. Walk away from the negative, and the opposite of the negative is positive. Don't right. uh, wait for the positive to come to you. Why should it? It's positive. Run towards the positive. If you see it, if you're broken, you see a pile of gold across the room. Don't wait. You know, and you're sitting on the only piece of furniture you have. Don't wait till the mood, the repo man comes and takes the chair from underneath you. Walk towards the pot of gold. Right. But the universe knows how to work. Some people need to feel the burn before they move into the coolness. Some people desire the coolness of themselves enough that they'll walk towards coolness. If they're too hot. Uh, but, you know, we're all going to be exposed to either. But it's like, if I believe you keep walking just towards the positive, you'll be exposed to less and less negative because that's the universe only wants you to go to the positive. I guarantee you. Because that's all we live in an all loving universe. And in my book, uh, my creator is like is not loving individual he doesn't want me to burn but he'll burn me a little bit to get me to go to where it's positive because he it he she it wants me to go to positive that's an all loving 
an individual, whatever you deem it to be. So if I learn in my own mind to always go for the positivity, first and foremost for myself, and then if someone around me uh, I need to share that with, then they'll pop up. You create that ripple effect. A ripple effect, yeah. But don't, if you throw a positive ripple, don't wait to see the results. You know. But that's the thing. Like, you have to connect from that. And and that's what's, you know, important. You do your things and keep doing it. As long as you know, you're doing the best to make the and keep on doing it. And practice, we all know that. I'm a, I'm a proof of that because practice makes you perfect. I, I say it all the time. I mention it to you. Like, you know, I mean, I do. I host radio now. <laughs> I used to, like, be frightened of talking and speaking English because it wasn't my first or second language. And now I, I got college degrees and I have a radio show and I'm sharing you my voice. I, right? So I, I'm, I'm approving that, you know what? The more you practice these things, it's doable. It really is doable. So I need you guys to be out there and, and uh, um, it, you know, we have something really in, in, in the horizon coming up for those who are interested <laughs> that, you know, um, Shaman Ted and myself are going to be teaming up to bring you something really, really amazingly wonderful. So retreat. Yes, it's coming up. It's out there in the universe, and we are – just working out the details to bring it to you, but make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, I'm really excited about teaming up with with uh, um, Shaman Ted to to do these uh, these retreats. So we are over the time. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> we, I haven't even looked at the clock. <laughs> I told you. I told you. People always say like, "What am I gonna do in an hour?" I said, "You know what? You'd be surprised how much the time, how fast the time goes." I uh, if there is anything, um, Shaman Ted, that you like to close the show with, um, please uh, feel free to do so. Um, in a, uh, you know, to share with our listeners, and I'll hand it over okay, to you. Okay, just just a simple breathing exercise. Uh, no, a lot of times our life is so paced, uh, fast paced that, and I don't, you know, I eat. She try not to guide. I don't know what a person's life's been through, what they've been exposed to. One thing I can do is show you maybe how to slow your breathing down and through your own desire for your own well-being and uh, to feel love and, you know, find yourself centered. I do teach uh, one form of breathing. It's pretty simplistic. And you only have to do it for a few minutes. So, here it is. You find yourself in a spot. You look at something or close your eyes and visualize something that you love. And then you empty out your lungs completely. Just squeeze every bit of air out of there. And let's give it four seconds. And in those four seconds, I want you to take in as much air as you could possibly, every micrometer in your body, in your lungs, Put it up with air. So let's start. Empty out your lungs and okay, got it. And now breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold it for four seconds. One, two, three, four. And in perfect harmony, release it for four seconds. One, two, 
two, three, four. Fill it up. One, two, three, four. Hold it. One, two, three, four. Release it. One, two, three. Total empty. Four. Bring it in. One, two, three, four. Hold it. One, two, three, four. Empty it out. One, two, three, four. Breathe normal. Now, normal rate breath, usually for an average human being, is 12 to 20 repetitions per minute. If you do this, whether it be if you have some kind of lung condition, maybe you could do 3-3-3. If you're healthier, maybe you could do 5-5-5. But if you do 5-5-5, that means you're only breathing four times a minute. If you do this for a couple minutes, and then it becomes a regular practice, you are working to slow the roll of your breath down and your mind because your mind's in the biomechanics of slowing your breath. So that frees your mind of anything else. It's like, okay, I got to fill up my lungs. Now I got to empty my lungs. Now I got to hold my breath. And you're trying to make it even. Don't breathe in in two. Hold for five. And then let out in four. Now you try to make it even. Even if you have to get a little monotone, a little timer, look at a little timer to help you out. I guarantee you, you're going to start seeing the effects of slowing your world down because you have control of your breath. It's like you have your autonomic nervous system that keeps your breath going when you fall asleep. But it's the simplest biomechanical function that you can do to start programming your mind to slow down and then once that becomes habitual then you'll find that you can handle things so much better and use it at that time uh, to bring in positive think about the food you love the people you love intensely the emotions that make you happiest the places that you've been and I guarantee you your brain will start connecting says This is a place we got to be. These are people we want to be around. This is a place, things we want to do. This is food we got. And then, all of a sudden, it's going to be easier and easier to obtain this thing. And when you do that, you start to change your life. Ah, Beautiful. Thank you so much. What an amazing exercise. And I encourage people to go back and listen to that. Um, and, you know, of course, the shows are available on iTunes and the, the, our website. You can go to yourlifenow.info. Um, All the episodes are there. Download, comment, support us. You know, support what we do. Tell us what you want to hear more. And, and look for our upcoming um, Your Life Now retreat, and we will we'll announce yeah. the name. Um, yes, and, and it is a joint effort uh, with my dear friends and amazing Sean and Ted. Um, it's going to be wonderful, and we're going to be coming to your area, and we're going to go beautiful places, and we have a lot of great plans yes. for us. If you'd like to join us in, a, in, in, 
in in uh, um, building love and sharing love and expand your your life energy and 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 radiate love and and radiate positive energy. We invite you to join us because not only you're going to be um, all round up, you know, feeling better from the inside out. You're also going to learn, you know, how to um, uh, take yourself into that personal, you know, leadership and start because I believe leadership starts from the top, but also starts with each one of us. So um, that will be my part of the teaching. So you will leave feeling great, feeling amazing. I mean, you know, we don't want to give all of it out right now, but you will hear about it. But we want you to make sure that you reach out to us and let us know if you are interested. And you can do that by going to yourlifenow.info and in contact page, you know, send us, you know, um, request to put you on the list when our uh, our event is, is being announced so we can notify you of it. But for now, as always, reach for that next best thing that you can do to make this life sweeter for yourself and for those around you. It is within our reach. It really is. It's really not that complicated. It's just look around you. Every time you look around you, you're going to find joy. You're going to find love. And you're going to appreciate life more. And the more you appreciate life, the more you appreciate other people's life. And the more you do that, you can keep teaching other people to do the same. And it's just a ripple effect. It really is. Just starts with us. And so, my dear friends, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for sharing, you know, what you have shared. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's my it's my pleasure. It was really just, you know, I mean, I'm full of emotions, and, and I really feel so much better having you on the show. And talking about this and teaching us, you know, how to just simple exercise as a breath, you know, breathing exercise can really just to bring our awareness to that breath, to that life. It's life. A breath is life, right? So if you can just bring yourself to that breath, that one breath, one breath at a time. Don't go, you know, any further. Just take it one at a time. And you realize that you are okay now. Now you are okay. Next time, the next moment, just be in that moment. I just like to share this story again. I have shared it on the, on, on the air before. But one time there was this lady who was going through some rough times. And they kept telling her, how did you deal with what you have gone through with? And you know what she said? She said, Every, I used to count from 1 to 10, right? And she said, when I get to number 10, I said, okay, now I can start all over again. So what the moral of the story is, you don't have to go so far as far as like thinking it's like, okay, oh my God, how am I going to deal with this and make it so big that it's so much bigger than you, you cannot even handle it. Simplify, don't amplify. If I can leave you with that, just remember. Simplify, don't amplify. And remember, together we can do more and we can make the impossible possible. So until next time, my friends, stay amazing. Much love. Next week, stay tuned for the Barefoot Doctor Stephen Russell, a.k.a. the Barefoot Doctor. Much love to all. Thank you, Ted. Have an amazing day, my friend. All the best. You do the same, Ria. Always a pleasure. Okay, okay hon. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.